This is an AMI podcast. Have you ever wanted to find out some of the things we do and say on commercial breaks? Well, you're about to hear some things you've never heard before on the neutral zone. Be warned, as the saying goes on our show, you never know what happens when you enter the neutral zone. Viewer discretion is advised. We'll do it live. We'll do it live from AMI headquarters in the center of it all. Holy moly! This, the most genius, unbelievable, is the most amazing, sensational, dramatic, and history. The neutral zone. Oh my goodness. What's happening, my favorite sports people? It's Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Which means another edition of the Neutral Zone. This week, I'm joined by Brett Wills, who, before he says it, tells me that he got 40 minutes of sleep, so look out. And Cam Jenkins. How are we doing? And Jeff Ryman, how are we all doing? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm not in a bitter mood at all. Unlike some people. Hey, the, the, <laughs> nobody said that I was bitter. I'm just really, I'm overtired. <laughs> You're Mr. <Swift>. Cranky Pants. <laughs> That's who you are, Je- folks, Mr. Cranky folks, Pants. Je- Jeff had to listen to us for about 15 minutes while we sat in here Poor and guy. Waited, for, <laughs> waited to go on air, and all we can say is, poor guy for Jeff. So. You know, and he was dealing with some other stuff, so good on him for not just walking out the door. Did you, did you actually, like tune into our conversation or did you just mute our mic in there and what? i didn't listen to you guys sorry i was preoccupied hopefully uh, nothing horrible was said that's fine. We <laughs> sorry what was that jeff what'd you say <laughs> <laughs> we just said that you're a wonderful human being that's what we said oh perfect so <laughs> how are you doing you didn't really say how you're doing i'm huh? fine how are you i'm good too i'm sorry toronto that Kawhi leonard didn't say we'll get into Why are that. we talking about this two minutes into the show? Well, because... Oh, it's kind of huge news. It's kind of, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a thing, you I, know? I got 40 minutes of sleep last night, and we're trying to get me in a better mood, and you bring that up right away. Uh, if I, no matter what we would have said, you would have been in a cranky mood. You're Mr. Cranky Pants, so what if, what, stay what over if there I, and be as quiet if, as possible Let's today. try this one. What if I told you that... Mitch Marner was going to get offer sheeted. He probably will get offer sheeted. <laughs> this weekend is just going really downhill quick. And what oh, if you what if you only got forty minutes of sleep tomorrow? Well, then Monday, look out! I'm going to be a disaster. Why did you only get forty mi- minutes of sleep? Because I'll ask. Yeah, um, there's a, a weird smell in my house. It smells like <laughs> no, no, no. It, All it's, the punchlines are yeah, coming. I really know, it, I know, it, but it smells like paint thinner or something. Mm. And it's been there for like three days. We're not sure what's going on. Um, and your mom's been away, so you've well, been my, only the only person there. Um, well, I, I keep waking up, so uh, the good news is that I'm not getting poisoned. But. Uh, you know, so there's been a funny smell in my house for a couple of days, and then Kawhi Leonard uh, has been giving me anxiety all week. And Have you decided to maybe bring up some of the baseboards to make sure that there's maybe no uh, rotting human underneath uh, the floorboards or well, anything like that? We've been there for eight years. If there's a rotting human there, then it's, it's just smelled a come. very, very long time I don't ago. Know. Maybe the baggie just started to leak now, and that's why. So, So I have a question. Since you're the only one at home, does anybody else smell this smell, or 
Is it like have yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody my else is home, so it, how can anyone else? Smell it started it? Thursday, and my mom was home. Sorry, it started Wednesday. My mom was home Wednesday. She le- left Thursday morning. Okay. So did she smell it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And she still left you there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I I'm, was hoping that it would get a little cooler so I could just open up a window, but it's been hot as Hades. So. Mm. Mr. Jenkins, I'm going to publicly apologize to you on behalf of the Toronto Argonauts. What? For your entire for the fact that you have to continuously endure mm. like 7 or 8 games this year of what is just a disaster. Do you think are- it's going to get to a point where they actually email you and say we're well, refunding your season tickets? Absolutely not. Why would they do that? And the funny thing is is that I'm I'm not really a CFL fan. I'm a Bennett fan. I'm a Bennett family fan, and that's why I go. It's the company that I'm with, and the beer is really cold and really good. So whether the Argos are winning or losing, I always have a fantastic time. So. And there's, oh! <laughs> there's, there's multiple places where you can buy $5 beers, too. Exactly. In the stadium, right? $5 so, beers, exactly. Yeah. Well, so they got to they, they, they get you to field. come to the stadium somehow, so... Yeah. If the uh, 25 point losses or 50 point losses aren't enough to come to the stadium, we got $5 beers for you as well. Well, is it, is it dollar hot dogs too or $2 hot dogs? Uh, I think they're $3 is the special. Are I they like the jumbo ones though? Uh, I have not had a hot dog. I, I also saw. I've just been drinking I, some of the beer. I think it was the Argos retweeted somebody yesterday saying that you can now order alcohol and beverages on an app and then they'll deliver it to your seat or something i'm sure you have to sit in a specific location or section but if you could just download man the if they are gonna app. man they i'm in the accessible section they better damn well deliver it to the accessible well, section. I, I, I I'm gonna it. download that app right now i doubt it's the five dollar beers and the three dollar hot dogs so that you, you might be sol that's okay it doesn't matter they're delivering it to you so that's uh i'll spend uh 50 more a ten dollar beer if it's Delivered right to me? Giddy up. <laughs> is, is that first quarter or fourth quarter? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Realistically. By the fourth quarter, I might be having a little bit of a nap, but anyways. That's ba- based on the beginning of the season, it would matter. <laughs> oh, friend, of the show, friend of the show, Ryan Bennett, is he surviving? Because that guy like bleeds blue, uh, so is he, is he uh, okay? Profanity might have been um, sworn uh, at uh, the home opener. And actually, and um, Ed... Uh, a friend of the show by association, he actually, for the first time ever, um, left the game early on that 50-point loss. He has never, ever left a game early. He stays right oh to the better my. end. And he was so disgusted that we left early. Through all those seasons, he, that, that, he's never, wow. Never I've did. got an update on the in-seat ordering app. It is true. It is a fact you can now order food and drinks on the Argos app. So wait. On the Argos app. I'm downloading that sucker right Any now. Any section? I think it, that's what it looks like. That's yeah. fantastic. And it, it, it looks like it's a pretty uh, simple app where you just punch in. You know, you want one. Hot dogs, by the so way, you're are saying three that bucks. I, are three bucks. Okay, so you're saying that it has to be simple in order for me to use it? Is that what you're trying to accentuate there, <laughs> yeah, Everything needs to be simple for me as well. <laughs> but you can order beer and cider. You can order your wine, non-alcoholic beverages, and snacks on it. That's what it looks oh like. Oh, my. You know, Cam, you joke about uh, things being simple, but Leonard Skinner wrote a song about you called Simple Man, so I'd be proud, of, I'd be proud of that. I'm good with that. 
Oh, I did not know this was about camp. And I'm going to be the downloading things you uh, learn on the well, neutral zone. so much about Brett things. all the time. Apparently, it's about me for a little bit, and I'm okay uh, with that. Available on Apple and Android, by the way. That's because... Oh, I have Android. Giddy up. That, so, that, uh, guys, enjoy the rest of the show. I'm going to just mute and uh, work this up. That's because <laughs> the reason... Maybe they'll bring the beverages right here to the uh, studio. Do we have non-alcoholic. A, do we have an, oh, yes. Do we have an AMI app that'll just deliver the? the we have food? an AMI app that delivers us content. Yes. Well, I it's knew better that. than the Argos app. Come on, yes, AMI. Yes. That AMI app's way better. AMI app is content fantastic. is so much better than. <laughs> I can't even say that I, with a straight I, face. I guess I should now do the plug. The AMI app you can get that onto your um, app store only for iOS, and it has all kinds of content. Old, new, everything in between. It's a fantastic app. So, anyway, after that, we're going to take a break. And I was going to say, I was going to tell you, Cam, that the reason he left it about you at the very end is because he knew that we were going to wrap. So, he was okay with giving you a little bit of a nod there with the last couple of minutes of the segment. That's totally Brett. And on that note, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we're going to speak to an athlete and organizer for the Sudbury Shooting Stars who hosted their first event in over a decade a couple of weekends ago. We'll chat about that right after the break here on The Neutral Zone on AMI-audio and Voices for Ability. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone here on AMI-audio and Voice Disability. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett and Cam and Jeff in our control room. Now, Mr. Jenkins, how is the app going? App's going great. I just can't remember my seat number. I don't have my ticket on me, so I guess I'm going to have to uh, do that on the way to the Argos game. There you go. But uh, yeah, it looks like um, there's a bunch of sections, and I think the accessible section uh, is available. Hopefully you're not driving while you do this on the way to the Argos game? No, no, I will be a passenger. Just checking. Just Just checking. Anyway, we're going to uh, welcome in our guest. The Sudbury Shooting Stars hosted their first bocce event since 1997. Joining us now to discuss it is athlete and organizer of this event, Lance Kreiderman. Lance, thank you for coming back on the show. How are you? Thanks for having me, bro. So let's first of all discuss uh, what was the desire for the Sudbury Shooting Stars to host a regional more than a decade after their last event? So um, we have a few athletes who have a desire to compete but have some difficulty uh, traveling in Ontario right now. So we thought it would be an opportunity for a few people to get a taste of competition and not have to go very far to get it. There's actually six athletes from Sudbury. Uh, three, of, uh, three of them uh, are part of the Sudbury shooting stars, and then there's another three athletes uh, in the Sudbury area that wanted to compete. So it worked out well for all of us. Awesome. Lance, how would the, did the event go, uh, in your opinion? The event was a uh, resounding success, to be honest with you. Everybody had a great time. We were able to get some volunteers out 
uh, to get some experience with refereeing and the um, the logistics of running a tournament it went very, very well. You know, part of the whole purpose of a regional event like this is to get some exposure. So we actually had some media uh, there doing a spot for us and hopefully getting more volunteers involved because Bocce cannot happen without the able-bodied support. So. And as I understand, this event was a regional event. So can you give us some insight as to the importance of the uh, regionals for the rest of the year? So the regional events that were happening across Ontario for the month of June essentially allow any competitive bocce player uh, to qualify for the provincial championships in August. So they're extremely important to start off the competitive um, we'll call it a season, but as Brock knows, uh, Bocce doesn't really have a start in the end. It just kind of rolls throughout the year. So. <clears throat> so you spoke about this uh, kind of briefly. What was the importance for not only Sudbury itself, but the Bocce community? Like, why did you feel it was imperative to have CTV there uh, to cover this event? Well, as I said, I think it's important to get some exposure to a very unique game. I think there's a lot of people in the North that probably could benefit from even recreational boxing. So I think it would be important for everyone in this, in our community and in Northern Ontario to have uh, an opportunity to try the game. So I'm hoping that this kind of get some interest rolling and we can throw the game in the middle. Lance, not only did you serve as an organizer, but you were also an athlete during the weekend. What sort of challenges did you face with the dual role that you had and how were you able to overcome any of them? (laughs) Well, yes, I was learning a couple hats on the weekend and it was definitely a challenge. Um, you know, when you're playing bocce and you're an athlete, you pretty much focus on your game and trying to stay as relaxed as possible. And so it was a bit of a challenge uh, trying to balance both roles. But I managed to still successfully win the tournament in my division. So anyway, I was successful at it. Um, <clears throat> but I certainly didn't want to have a dual role or a bigger tournament at a higher level. I think it's, it's okay at a regional level, but not, not any higher than that. And I know that this was the uh, first event for uh, the city of Sudbury. Um, do you anticipate another event in the near future or in the long-term future? Well, I believe with the success of our first regionals, this will probably become an annual event for us. Um, you know, we were actually able to have one athlete come all the way up from Niagara to compete with our athletes as well. So, you know, maybe some of the other competitive athletes uh, across Ontario might find a reason to come up to Sudbury, especially if the athletes up here are starting to develop more and more. So we're hoping to definitely host the regionals by next year for sure.
I believe that the next step, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the next step is the provincials, and I believe they are August uh, 24th. Can you give us some insight as to uh, how you'll be preparing between now and then uh, to prepare for that event? So, I mean, I still have a regular practice schedule. Uh, being a national team athlete, and practicing up to four times a week. My local athletes are still practicing one to two times a week. We're, we are hoping to bring at least two of our Sudbury athletes uh, with us to the provincials in Toronto, and uh, we're, you know, preparing as best we can twice a week for them, four times a week for me because of um, national team status. Yeah, I certainly, uh, certainly I remember those days, and uh, they were some busy times, especially in the summertime. And you're right, there isn't really a, um, a season uh, for bocce. It just kind of runs all through the same, all one and the same, but they do kind of try to divide it. It just doesn't always work. Uh, Lance, best of luck with um, everything moving forward, not only provincially, but nationally and everything else. And we hope to have you on down the line in the future. Thanks very much. Be a pleasure to be back on later. That was Lance Kreiderman joining us this time as an athlete and an organizer of the Sudbury Shooting Stars Regional, which was held uh, last Saturday, which is in preparation for the Provincial Championships, which is in Toronto, down at Variety Village from August 24th to August 26th. We thank Lance very much for taking the time to do that interview. After the break, we are going to dive into the free agent frenzy that is. Uh, we're going to start with um, uh, NHL. And uh, then after that, we're going to move towards the NHL to close out the show. Stay with us right here on AMI and Voices of Ability. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone here on AMI and Voices of Ability. I'm your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Cam Jenkins, Cuba Cam, Jeff Ryman, and Brett Wills. Well, I said we were going to start with NHL free agency, but then Jeff and the boys reminded me, but we got to talk about Kawhi, so we're going to switch it up Kawhi and discuss not. Kawhi. Well, Kawhi Leonard was uh, traded, or not traded, sorry, signed with the LA Clippers for four years, and a hundred and forty-one million dollars. Um, thoughts, gentlemen. I think nothing but respect should be shown for Kawhi Leonard. He had every right to do whatever he wanted, and uh, at the end of the day, we just know it wasn't all about the money. I mean, he just wanted to go home. He wanted to go home and win a championship with his hometown team. Whether that was the Lakers or the Clippers, we'd had no idea who that was going to be until about a couple hours ago where he finally chose the Clippers. But I saw an interesting tweet from uh, Bobby Marks on on Twitter, and it said that he went from potentially getting a $221 million extension with San Antonio to then 190 
with Toronto and now is signing for 141 with the LA Clippers. So what does that say? It means that money wasn't really an issue with Kawhi Leonard. He just wanted to go home. And how could you blame a guy for wanting to do that? It was obviously a risk for um, for Masai Ujiri to bring in Kawhi Leonard around this time last year. And obviously that risk paid off. I think that a lot of fans in Toronto understood that this may just be a rental player for a single season. And that's exactly what it was. And how could anybody say that this was a flub? I mean, they won the championship. What more could you ask for? So it was his right to uh, leave the city of Toronto. I don't think it was easy because it took him a while to obviously make a decision. But uh, how could you blame a guy? And I think nothing but respect should be shown. Guys, any other? He gave up $90 million at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we chastise athletes for only going after the money, making as much money as they can because they do have a short career. He gave up $90 million to end up um, going with his hometown Clippers and also um, got uh, Paul George to come with him. That was a huge trade to end up getting him too. So, you know, thanks, Kawhi, for the Larry OB for one magical season, and uh, good luck with the Clippers. Brett? You can't criticize the guy for wanting to go home. Uh, there's been scenarios all morning that I've been reading online about uh, what if, what if. And those what ifs, uh, they, they seem like they were, uh, were pretty promising or in the right scenario would be uh, pretty promising going forward for the Toronto Raptors. But uh, you know what? Uh, Kawhi will always be a, uh, a special part of this uh, organization. He uh, helped uh, bring history not only to this city but to this province and this country. And uh, for that, personally, I'll, I'll always be grateful to him. Yeah, and uh, I'll say this. I When I woke up this morning at uh, 7.30 and I saw that he went to the, tr- went to the Clippers, my first reaction was that I was sad – and then I was, and then I started thinking, "Oh, how are the fans reacting to this?" And for the most part, for the most part, I saw, as Jeff alluded to, and as you guys alluded to, mad respect. I was expecting to see different. Toronto was hopeful that this happened. It didn't. Um, you know, you know, I think we need to, as a city recognize what he did he brought the larry ob home to toronto and i honestly think that that's as good as he could have done would i like to have seen him stay totally but it's his right as a free agent to do what he wants to do cam well uh just a couple hours ago um the woge bomb adrian wojnarski i can't even say his name properly um, but he did uh, tweet out that Thunder GM Sam Presti leveraged the Clippers and Raptors in trade talks on Paul George and also said about uh, Toronto that in the end, Toronto didn't have the assets to satisfy OKC with or without Siakam in any proposed deal. The fear of Toronto entering into trade talks with OKC only proved to guarantee the Clippers would go the distance with five first-round picks and uh, SGA in the deal for George. So, yeah, and when you have the leverage, you you ultimately have the upper hand, and I think this was the case. Do I think that Kawhi liked being here? Absolutely. 
Um, but I think at the end of the day, the decision was I want to go home, and I did, and that's that. So R- remember what he said at the at the uh, parade. He said, "Quote: Enjoy this moment and have fun with it." And I think that although we could have enjoyed the moment a little bit longer, we have enjoyed it, and again totally and forever grateful to him because he helped bring this moment to us. And there will be a a championship banner that will hang because of the ride that, that we went on. And, um, you know, I want to bring up something as well. Did Kawhi make the difference with this team? Yes. But you also have to recognize there were pieces around this team, this guy that made this team do what they did. So all the talk this morning was, oh, Kawhi Leonard brought a championship. Yes, I agree with that. But you also have to recognize there were pieces around Kawhi that made it what it was. So we also have to recognize the, te- the team as a whole and not the team just as losing Kawhi. And he was the reason we won a championship. Do I do I think we're going to repeat next year? Not likely. But we also have to give respect for the whole team and not just and one guy. And that's kind of what ticks me off, too, is that people sort of uh, disrespect the rest of the team. Look in that last game when they won the championship. Kyle Lowry came out and had like eight points in the first like 30 seconds. He had an outstanding series against Golden State. Same with Fred Van Vliet. I thought he played solid after the birth of his second child. And Serge Ibaka, I thought, really stepped up when they needed him to step up. So, And obviously, Pascal Siakam was the most improved player. How could you forget about that guy? Marcus Gasol, and again, a veteran leadership, came right in after the trade deadline. There's so many different pieces aside from Kawhi Leonard. And if I'm correct, I'm pretty sure they had a winning record. I think they, had, they were like 17, 17 and 5, and five. Yep. without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup. And now I know you don't have Leonard with you. You may not be. Um, but they had Danny Green in those uh, in that 17 and 5 run too. So how much of a difference does uh, Danny Green make? Because he's off to the Lakers now. There's just so many questions as what are they going to do? And Masai Ujiri, I think, is one of the brighter minds not just in the NBA, but all of sports and how to reconfigure a team. He's done it time and time again. And I think, you know, this may take a little bit of time, but I do think he has a plan B up his sleeve. He, you, you, know, oh, he, you know he does you because know he, he does. made sure that all the contracts or a lot of them come off the books, and I believe it's 2020, 2021. I'm pretty sure the only free agent or the only uh, contract they'll still have signed after this year is Norman Powell. Yeah. Everybody else is a free agent. So you could really just go bare bones and, and restructure everything, or you could try to resign and build around this team. But mind you, they are aging. They are still good. They're in their prime right now. Yeah, but so, the only thing I will say, Jeff, is, is that um, you have to get players to want to come here and UFA allied like it doesn't happen with the Knicks. But you have to consider, and I mean, next year isn't a write-off. That, that would be a completely... It's a transition year. It, it's a, it is a transition year. I still year. think they're a playoff team next year, even without Oh, God, Kawhi. yes. And, and they'll probably finish anywhere between 4th and 7th, which I think is fair fair to, uh, to uh, say right now. But uh, consider a year a year from now, when we're going into next, season, next season's off-season, Giannis is a free agent in 2021 in 2021 
Giannis has always said, I love Toronto because the Greek community here is amazing. Yep. I love Toronto because Masai has always treated me like the man I, I want to be treated as. So, I mean, I'm not trying to put any ideas in anybody's head or get anybody's hopes up. Oh, I think but, you just did. But, but, you know, and that's you fine. You know darn well what you were doing but, there. But, but, but you know what? <laughs> Let's enjoy next season for what it is and then go into the off season. As long as we get the free agents because otherwise you're going to have to trade and maybe that's what a team like a Toronto or a Milwaukee or one of the so-called smaller market teams in Toronto is no uh, by means no uh, small market but maybe that's what you're going to have to do to get players to come here is to trade for them. Yeah and I mean you, you asked what the lure was I think Masai is that lure I mean I yeah. think he's proven time and time again that he's able to build meaningful relationships with all these athletes and their families. I mean, you can't forget about Uncle Dennis, uh, Kawhi Leonard's uncle. They had a, a great relationship, so it seems. So I think uh, that lure is Masai. And obviously, I think if, if Pascal Siakam keeps improving his game each and every year, he's 25 years old, I think he's the centerpiece, and that could be a lure for some people too. I don't ever remember seeing what Uncle Dennis looks like. Are we sure it's, it wasn't Dennis Rodman? No, it wasn't. We saw him on the bus as the uh, party bus was going by. All I could ever see was him in a baseball cap. That's all I could ever see. So very well could have been Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman wears baseball caps when he's out in public now. You know who I feel bad for is OKC Thunder. They have had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. And and Victor Oladipo. And they have not won a championship, not even come close. So can we just have a moment of silence for the OKC Thunder? Because that's who I feel really bad for. You know what? I don't even feel bad for the OKC Thunder. I feel bad for Russell Westbrook. He's the forgotten one in all of this again. Yeah, I know. And that, that'll be the guy that, that'll come over, you know, in Toronto, if you know. But it, we'll see how it goes, as it goes. Um, do you guys feel, and I know we briefly talked about this, but now now that Kawhi's gone, do you guys think or still feel that Masai Ujiri doesn't have second thoughts about Toronto? Does he stay and yeah. re- oh, rebuild? God, his- yes, he stays. Yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think he, like what Brett just mentioned, there's a huge, I uh, mean, it's multicultural. I think he's already feel like this is his home. He's been here for, what, five, six years now at least. And he was here beforehand, too, before he left to go to Denver. I think he loves he's just sure. the city of Toronto. He stated that before, and I think mm-hmm. just because Kawhi left doesn't mean that he's going to leave. I think he's no. going to stay here. I think he's going to stay here for the long haul. I think that Masai Ujiri actually enjoys the challenge of trying to put teams together. Absolutely. And and, and that's and he's a, darn good at it too. He, he's very good at it. But as an outsider and as a fan, that's exciting to hear because even though we may not get a, an opportunity to get to the promised land next year or for the next few years, there's a there could be there's a very strong possibility we'll get to the promised land again. Jeffy, when you say he's going to be here for the long haul in your prediction, uh, how long is that haul? I'd say at least for the next couple of years, if not longer. I mean, I think he really wants to establish a legacy. And right now he's already a legend in Toronto. And think about it. If he was just to continue here with one team, and I know he's been with other teams in the past, like the Denver Nuggets and whatnot, but I, I really feel like he wants to have that Kobe Bryant effect where you stay with one team for the long haul, through the good, the bad. I mean, 
you just want to win championships, then, you know, you have a couple of down years where you're sort of, you know, mulling over your options. And and then eventually you may get back into that contending atmosphere. So I think that he's still a young guy. I think that he, outside of basketball, enjoys the city of Toronto, enjoys Canada as a whole. And I think everybody's embraced him. He is a king here. He is. It's basically the same thing we were saying about Kawhi. They will make a statue of him. Oh, I have have no doubt that there will be his name somewhere, a statue somewhere, a street named after him. There is going to be something with his name on it. That's how legendary he is right now. And I think it's sort of like the same thing we're saying with Kawhi. Why not stay in Toronto? You are the king of Toronto. You are the king of Canada. And I think that is basically what we can say about Masai Ujiri right now. So why would he want to leave? And I just don't want to hear this narrative of players leaving uh, Toronto to go to other... The only reason why Kawhi left is because he went to his home, just like John Tavares left the Islanders to come to Toronto because it's his home. That's the only damn reason why Kawhi left, so don't even start with the narrative, people. Why? Okay, can I just put this out there because this has been bugging me for the last week. How in the H-E double hockey sticks did Masai Ujiri not win executive of the year? Like, can... oh, that's easy. That's because the team, they only actually, they were one less loss than they were last year. They won less, one less game this year. And that's why it wasn't executive of the year because it's based on the regular season. I think people just like to hate on Canada, to be honest. I mean, the media who votes on this stuff is primarily in the States and in New York. And uh, I mean, we've heard it time and time again throughout American media is that they, like Stephen A. Smith said, I hope another championship I hope it never goes back to Canada. And oh my, like that really Stephen peed a, a lot. Smith of... is a blowhard, and uh, he only says things to get people riled up, and that's the only reason why he says. But I, I, I really think there is sort of uh, something against Toronto and in, in this in in Canada, to be honest. But yeah, there's no conspiracy theory. Who were the uh, candidates for executive of the year? And for those teams of uh, who was executive of the year. Were they non-playoff teams, and then they they end up going to the playoffs? I bet you every one of them did. Yeah, I don't remember who the list was, but uh, I know Milwaukee won. That's yeah. that's who it was. But yeah, it, it should have been a no-brainer in my opinion for Masai. I mean, you fire your coach, you, you ship away the coach of the year. Yeah, the like... coach of the year. <laughs> you make the playoffs, not a deep run. You, no, you are... ship away your star player, your beloved player. Those awards for, like, um, Coach of the Year and for uh, Executive of the Year, uh, most of the times those are for non-playoffs teams that ended up uh, going to the playoffs or doing pretty well in the playoffs. So basically, do you guys play poker at all? Yeah. What I would like in um, Masai Ujiri, too, is that, you know, he was playing poker. He had the short stack, just kept going all in, all in, all in, and eventually took everybody's money and won that championship. That's yeah. basically what he did. Is oh, that absolutely. he was the short stack player, and then took everybody else's money and said, "Thank you very much." Cashed that in, and now uh, we're obviously on to another chapter. And he walked away from the table. And yeah. I'll take Delario B over Executive of the Year any day of the week. Me too. Yeah, totally. I just, I just think the Executive of the Year would have been a nice tip of the cap to Masai, and it should have been recognized. Who won Coach of the Year? I can't remember off the top of my head who I won. I just had it in front of me. Give me half a second. I I feel like it might have been the Milwaukee coach, if if mem- which Mike Budenholzer, which, yes, Mike was Budenholzer, it? yeah. But 
I, I sort of want to play host here. I mean, sorry to steal your thunder here, Brock. No, but it's all good. Go ahead. With uh, with Kawhi Leonard departing Toronto just after one year, does he sort does he get anything? Does he get a statue? Does his jersey get raised? I put eventually? a statue. I, and I, uh, I'm t- staking this or stealing this from somebody other, um, some other person's tweet. But they said, you know what? Make a statue of him doing the game-winning shot yeah. against uh, Philadelphia because that's what everyone is going to remember is that yeah. shot. But but can I make a statue? Can uh, I play devil's advocate? Sure. Doesn't that go back to then if we do a statue? Doesn't that go back to then he was the guy, he was the one. Doesn't that? He was. Yeah, he put he put he them over the top. He himself? Yes, absolutely. I think he was that guy that put them over the edge. Like we just said, Toronto has a great team, and no disrespect to their supporting cast, no, but no. I think Kawhi Leonard was that guy who really did put them over the edge. With Kawhi, and it'd be interesting to see next year how the Raptors uh, fare, and yeah, and how far they go, and then we'll. Say, okay, yeah, Kawhi was the guy that put them over the top. Yes, they have a lot of good pieces, a lot of good complementary pieces, but Kawhi is the best. But I still think they need another name. But my, minus the move that they made for Kawhi, so consider that DeMar would still be playing here. All the other moves that they made, do they win the NBA championship with DeMar? Not even close. Well, then there you go. He put them over the top. Yeah, not even close. Um, I just want to talk briefly about Kevin Durant going to the Nets. Thoughts? Well, I mean, it's going to suck for the Nets because for the first part of his contract, a.k.a. the first year, he's not even going to play. But I think, uh, you know, teaming up in Brooklyn with, with Kyrie, I think Kyrie realized after he went to Boston that he didn't want to be that number one guy. He sort of wanted to be that 1B type of guy. And now that he will get that chance to team up with Kevin Durant, they're almost sort of forming a bit of a super team themselves with those two duo. I mean, Kevin Durant, when healthy, probably the best player in the world. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, obviously Giannis. In the conversation. Obviously up there as well. But, uh, you know what, uh, I think it was it was sort of um, the writing on the wall. It was people were already reporting before the season was over that he wanted to leave and he sort of he he did sort of deny that, but what do you want a guy to say? He's with Golden State. You ask him, are you going to leave? Obviously, he's not going to give you a straight that. answer. But yes, I think, I'm going to be the heck out of here at the end of the year. I, I think I think it was always in the back of his mind that he did want to leave, yeah. and obviously Brooklyn was. And the I think he wanted to go to the Knicks, but Irving was like, "No, I'm going to the Nets." So that's why he ended up going to the Nets. Could be, yeah. Yeah, I, I still struggle with that because I'm not sure anybody wants to be Kyrie Irving's teammate. Oh, but they're friends. It was um, and that, that, there's some good articles in there as far as their friendship and goes. You, you too, know what? So. That, that's fine. You and I have been friends, and now we're coworkers here well, on the I neutral use zone. That word loosely, right? But... I, I would too. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've also been teammates. So I mean, yeah, put that loosely too. <laughs> but uh, has our relationship changed in the last fifteen or twenty years because of any of that? Yes, I'm going to say it has. I was not talking to you, Brock. I'm looking straight at Cameron. At Cameron. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Uh, no. We, I, we tolerate one another, I think, at the end of the, the day. Better good, so. For the better good. Well, I don't know about that either. but <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll see how their friendship uh, is at the end of the season because, I don't know, we just heard all kinds of... I just, have, I just have one more thing. I mean, 
yeah. I, I mentioned this earlier on the Gazette, and I know as as rough as as it is for Raptors fans to sort of take this, in a way, it's kind of interesting because it's such an interesting story to listen to a guy who I wouldn't say he didn't want to come to Toronto, but I don't think it was his first choice to be traded to Toronto from San Antonio. He comes here and then, you know, he has his Kawhi laugh and says he's a fun guy at that (laughs) press conference, which sort of got the ball rolling. Exactly. And then, you know, it was time or load management. People were sort of indifferent about that. And then come playoff time, boom, he just goes to town, wins them a championship. And now after one year, he's gone and he's sort of just riding into that sunset right now. It's almost like the picturesque story for Kawhi Leonard is to come. People are going to be like, what if, what if he stayed another year? What if he signed a four or five year contract? There's so many different questions out there, but I think this is almost a neat ending where it's like he came here, did his job, and sort of goes, wipes his hands down and heads back to his hometown. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. You know what? It's really nice to see a professional athlete come to a city that we all support and be all business because there have been time and time again where an athlete has come here either through a trade or a signing and it, it hasn't worked out. And they've either left or demanded a trade out of here. It's really, really cool that Kawhi came here, worked his tail off for the amount of games he was playing in the regular season, and then went to to, to or got his business done in the playoffs and brought us a championship. Now, have you guys ever uh, watched Jeff? Uh, probably not you because you're you too young. But have any of you guys ever watched The Littlest Hobo? No, is but that is that the, the one with the dog? That's the one with the dog. See, I sort of know. Well done, well done. <laughs> I think Kawhi is like the modern-day littlest hobo. He came, he made some friends, he solved you the problems. You made friends on air. And he left to make and help more friends. He's the modern-day littlest hobo. <laughs> Brett, I'll give you the last word if you can... If you can. I don't think he can. Can you? No. He's, uh, he's giving me the, the no-go. I think we'll uh, leave it at that. But uh, I just, again, want to say thank you to Kawhi Leonard for the past year. And um, that laugh will be iconic throughout uh, Toronto Raptors history. The shot, all that other stuff. So thank you, Kawhi Leonard. Good luck in uh, L.A. I know I'll be watching on Super Sports Pack next year because I am a Kawhi supporter. After the break, we're going to talk about NHL free agency. If Brett comes back to the mic, he's currently sitting laughing. But we'll see what we get up to in the next segment. Right after this, on AMI-audio and Voices for Ability, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I was waiting to see if uh, Cameron would break in with the uh, Littlest Hobo theme song, as he alleged he might have, but he decided not to. Um, Well, free agency for the NHL is still going on. There's been quite a few trades. First of all, I want to give credit to Mr. Jenkins to my right, who told us earlier in the year that Nazem Kadri would be traded, and... You are 100% correct. 
Um, PK Subban goes to Nashville. Um, lots of good stuff. What do you guys want to put out there? I've got breaking news. You? Oh, yes, that's right. You have breaking news. I do have breaking news. <laughs> Marcus Johansson has moved on from Boston and signed a two-year deal with the Sabres. It's entirely irrelevant, but uh, it's breaking news. Uh, that's that's a bit better than your uh, Nick Batan no, no, starting. No, 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 no. Nick Batan was entirely relevant. <laughs> yeah, but you made us all like we're all sitting there going, "Ah, oh, Neilander signed." He goes, "Nick Batan's in the lineup," and we're just like, "Bump up, bump." Okay, whatever. Uh, any other? Uh, Thoughts? Thoughts rather than the breaking tree. Are, are we surprised that? Uh, I mean, I'm not, we're not surprised that Pernarin moved on from Columbus, but are we surprised with the the term and the and uh, the uh, cap hit? No, nope. no, huh? not, not at all. Well, Jeff, it's still Jeff. lower than the McCon- uh, Connor McDavid cap hit. It's, uh, he what came in at eleven something Panarin. To go Panarin's to eleven seven, and I'll pull up Cap Friendly here. Cap Friendly, probably one of the best websites to follow right now. Certainly is. So yeah, no, absolutely not. It's uh, I think a fair cap hit for Panarin, and yeah, Panarin's eleven point six four two eight five seven. So on the dot. Yeah, wow. no, so that's fine. Precise. I don't see uh, an outrageous. Uh, pay out uh, when, and especially when it's the um, top tier of free agents, like the best players in the world. Um, they should get their money. It's the uh, lower fringe players um, or the even the middle of the cap that that has to go down, and you can't pay them as much. The uh, the interesting one, and the name is uh, escaping me, and uh, and one of you guys can help me out. But there was somebody the Leafs sent somewhere, and then they turned around and bought him out right after that. Um, Clark's no no um, no the guy was? from Columbus, uh, Nathan Horton. No, who was it that they sent? Was that re- like this year? The, yeah, this summer. Th- this year they sent over someone, and then they bought the older the older guy on the leaf. Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, Marlowe. Thank you. It was, <laughs> it, I, oh man, I was oh, I was completely the like, older guy. Yeah, I was completely <laughs> it's like Canada's favorite new game show. What are you talking about? <laughs> And Jeff throws in the Kawhi laugh. I just like I just completely was having a blank going. Who the heck was it? Why did they do like what? What would be the benefit? Send him somewhere and then they turn around and be- buy him they, out. They had to get rid of the the cap hit and they they found a willing partner. Yeah, because it's, it's Carolina got assets uh, or a first round pick um, uh, along with. Uh, Patrick Marlowe. So that's the price of doing business in a, in a salary cap world now. If somebody has the space to take that contract, they're like, great, but give me your first round pick. Yeah. So let's um, let's discuss the uh, Maple Leaf situation. Surprise, the rest of you, Kadri. Can you be more specific when you say <laughs> the Maple Leafs situation? Uh, well, because there's a couple of trades. Uh, they made one with Ottawa, and I think Spets they got coming uh, over. Yeah, Spezza, that was another free agent. That was a free agent decision at seven hundred thousand. Sort, of a, 000, sort so. of a side note: Did you guys see what Eugene Melnick had to say uh, about Cody Cece and his diet? So Cody Cece apparently Melnick is vegan. Says a lot. Cody Cece is vegan, and apparently, <laughs> because Cody Cece eats differently than any of the other Ottawa, they Senators, charged him a premium. Did they? 
Tell it me made them go over their their budget, <laughs> and so that's why Melnick, Melnick didn't like. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah. we don't want to really have him. We want to trade him. Melnick of. says a lot of things. Like he said something know. about the Leafs' defense and how it wasn't good enough. Melnick had a bad week too. Like and he, Melnick, he, he had talked had about a bad year. Like, Melnick's he, like the Leafs' he, defense. Uh, that's why they're not good. Maybe they should learn how to draft properly or something along those lines. But yet he ended up getting. Um, the um, Leaf player uh, defenseman in the trade, uh, Zaitsev. And then he also got Ron Hainsey as a UFA. And I think they also have another defenseman that's uh, Toronto, or maybe it was a Ford. So, uh, yeah, Mullenix says a lot of stuff. He got into a uh, a disagreement, for lack of a better term, on the weekend at the Stones concert with one of our uh, MPPs. MPPs, (laughs) yeah, you Um, know me. Um and uh, I don't want to repeat the words because even though they paraphrased it, it was pretty ugly. But uh, I just wish the guy would keep his mouth shut. Yeah, we all wish. So do we think that Dubas is a genius for the trades that he pulled off and for the signings that he did? Dubas will be a genius if he can fit Marner under the cap. It'll be interesting to see the other RFAs too. I mean, Matthew Kachuk's still out there, Braden Point. Uh, a bunch of different RFAs who are uh, obviously looking for those big contracts. We saw the offer sheet from and Montreal. I was just going to ask about that. What do we all think about the offer sheet? Stupid. And... It didn't work. And now we know offer yeah. sheets, uh, you know, you have to sort of go all in if you really want to get that player, which may not be worth it. Stupid, but kind of fun to talk about. So it's um, Marner might even get an offer sheet, but we'll see what pans out there. Anyway, uh, the Neutral Zone has some uh, news to pass along. We are taking a hiatus for the summer. So uh, we will be back in the fall. Uh, Stay tuned to AMI for more uh, details. They will be giving you the information you require and the details of what that's going to look like. But we will be back in the fall. So we want to wish everybody a great summer. And just quickly around the table, what are you guys looking forward to in the summer? In the summer? In like, the summer, like being away well, from Brett? Off. Yes. Yeah, being away from Brett. Yeah, being being away from uh, myself. <laughs> being away from yourself? How are you going to do that one? Well, I mean, I'm away from the microphone, so it's, it's probably safer for everybody. Yes. Well, everybody have a great summer, and uh, we will be back in the fall. Um, I will be alongside Kelly McDonald beginning Monday this week, Monday through Friday. So you will hear me alongside Kelly and we will be back in the fall. Have a great summer and thank you so much for your loyalty. We will be back.